This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hi guys, welcome to Open Mind. Today I'm chatting with Tess Daly about her work with the NSPCC to teach adults and children how to make the internet a safer place. I'm not going to lie, Tess, this is weird for me because I feel like this is round the wrong way. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, welcoming you. I know, it's probably you, like, how do you feel? Um, how's it been going? I'm this, this is lovely, I can just feel. <laughs> I know, yeah, it's all right for you. I feel like we have to start off with the obvious thing that everyone's watching, everyone's, you know, so into at the minute is your lovely husband, Vernon, on... Ooh. I'm a celeb. How are you finding it? Oh my goodness. I'm my jangly nerves. I know you've been through this as well. Like literally just on high alert all day long until the show's on, just hoping it's all going to be okay. And worrying if he's going to eat, worrying that he's losing weight and if he's cold, because of course they're in Wales. Every time I see him in his anorak and his gloves, I'm like, it's freezing cold. So you worry about all these silly things. You know, I've been loving it because it's been an absolutely brilliant show. I've been laughing along with him. Uh, crying with them throwing up almost when they're eating what they're eating I mean couldn't ever do that it's a really kind year I think this year I think that's the nice thing like there was a couple of riffs when Wayne was in the jungle and I found that really difficult because I well I hate confrontation and I just think it's a horrible atmosphere isn't it especially somewhere like that when things get a bit heated and I think he's been very lucky that everyone's got on quite well he has been lucky because they I mean he is extremely laid back and placid I I get that vibe (laughs) and uh, he's like the direct opposite of me I'm sort of vibrating around running around him in circles and he's just chill he's very chill you know he'd never sort of fly off the handle if you like because he never has Mm. but Obviously, that's a very testing environment for everyone in there, isn't it? I mean, you're put under so much pressure. And being hungry alone would drive me to destruction. Yeah. What's he like if he's hungry at home? Is he one of those people that gets hangry or not really? Well, he doesn't get hangry, but he eats more than anyone else I've ever met in my life. He eats well, he's got a, a long, day. he's got a long way for it to go. He has got a lot of big boots to fill. Hang on, five meals a day? Five meals a day. Like, by lunchtime, lunch is his third meal. <laughs> Then he God. has one around four o'clock and I'm like, don't eat now. It's dinner time in two hours with the girls. And he's like, no, I need my food. Yeah, so I just wondered <laughs> how he'd get on from five <laughs> meals a day, like 5,000 calories a day to 700. So oh yeah, I, I know. I, but he, he seems to have coped with it quite well, but I can see that, how much weight Yeah, I was going to say, can, can you see that? Because I, I feel like with Wayne... Like when he was in there, I thought he looked slim, and then when he came out, it was it was horrendous. Like it's, it's one of, isn't it? yeah. I just remember thinking, obviously Wayne being an athlete, he always had quite big legs, and he, he like we always joked, he's always had quite a big bum. And he put his shorts on, and they just fell off, and he just wow. looked he looked ill. And yeah. I, it's it's going to be interesting for you because obviously you're used to seeing him and you know when you hug him and stuff it's going to be strange and he's a big unit yeah it's just going to be like a long little 
string bean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what he's gonna be like so yeah I'm sure uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and get a little trip to the supermarket in before he's back because I'm so blooming busy with work because it's strictly at the moment mm. I'm trying to get him to get all his favorite foods so um so far I've got Turkish light chocolate buttons oh it's stocking up all the chocolate stuff which is what I love so I yeah. share it <laughs> well, <laughs> how- when he when when it came up that he might be going in, was that quite a big decision for you too? Because I feel like everyone knows that you guys are together, obviously, but I don't feel like we necessarily see you together that much. Yeah, we're quite private. Yeah, so it was something quite different for us to do, really. But it was timing wise, it was perfect because he's been asked before and he couldn't do it. He works for Formula E, which is like the electric version of Formula One, electric cars, car racing. And he mm-hmm. travels the world with that. And over six months of the year, he's away constantly. And this, he, he would have been away, he would have been in Abu Dhabi, Dubai. There was somewhere else that was in, in November. Yeah. But of course, that wasn't happening this year. No traveling for any of us. So it was sort of great timing because it was like, okay, here we go. I'm not traveling. So this sounds good. And of course, you don't realize how intense it's going to be when they're in there for you because you're watching it every day. I've not missed an episode. Um, yeah. So my bedtime's gone way later. And I've, I woke up some dreaming that I'm doing. I'm in so deep. I'm dreaming that I'm doing the challenges. I dreamt me and Claudia were doing one the other day together. There were snakes involved and it was underground and it was terror. It was like almost like a nightmare. It woke me up. Heart beating, oh heart rate. I was going, ah. You don't realise you're just going to get sucked into it yourself. and yeah. But it has been fun, you know, because it's been a really good show, lots of laughs. And what about really the girls? How are they feeling? Because they're teenagers now, right? So how do they feel about their dad being on there? Yeah, well, Phoebe, she's 16. Amber's 11. Mm. So she's only been allowed to stay up twice right. to watch it because it's a late night for her but on a school night. So she's allowed to stay up on the weekend and watch it. And Phoebe has actually been really enjoying it because obviously teenagers are a bit touchy because everything we do is embarrassing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I'm I'm like embarrassing for my kid and he's seven. Do you know what I mean? So I imagine teenagers. Yeah, just you wait. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, all the little sidey eyes and the eye rolling. That's all mm. going on. But actually, she, I can see, I look at her face sometimes and I can see that she's proud. Yeah. Quietly proud. I can see her eyes are sparkling and she's like, laughing along with him when he's break dancing or whatever he's doing yeah it's a bit daft but it's funny so she's laughing with him so yeah and sometimes laughing at him of course so she seems she's enjoying it actually but yeah late nights for her too I know yeah that's the thing isn't it I remember my kids like when they were really young so they kind of recognized the music when it came on and they'd go oh daddy and then obviously then that would be it like all interest gone Whereas now, I think they'd love it, seeing him eat something horrible or, you know, anything like that. Yeah, I know. It's pretty entertaining for us. I'm sure it's vile for them, but it is funny. I mean, yeah, brilliant challenges this year. But anyway, back to you. Enough of him. He's having (laughs) having all the glory now anyway. (laughs) Um, Okay, so you started modelling at such a young age. How did you find that? You know, it was a real learning curve because I was 17 years old. I'd only ever been abroad once before on a school skiing trip to Austria. So finding yourself, I went to Japan, the first place that I went on a modeling assignment. And I was there actually for two months and I'd never cooked for myself. I'd never, you know, washed my own clothes. I lived at home. Still a kid, really. Yeah. And um, I couldn't cook. I was in the supermarkets. The food was unrecognizable. I didn't eat raw fish at that point. Sushi was way too exotic for my (laughs) northern palate. I probably had meat and two veg at that point. You know, I hadn't had anything so exotic. So it was all, it was all just so different. And it was a real sort of kind of culture shock. But I loved it. I grew to love it. I mean, I lived on bananas and toast probably for about three weeks. I just didn't know how to cook. And the food was so very different. The supermarkets didn't look anything like the food that we eat. It was 
differently packaged, different names, all the names were in symbols. Um, And so, yeah, it was, it was wild just traveling around, getting trains where the names again were not in English. So I used to have an alarm clock and I'd time my alarm clock and I'd arrive by the coast two hours later at my stop and just hope it was on on time, the train, (laughs) and get off. So it was wild, but it was brilliant. I mean, being on the sort of traveling the world at such a young age and just you and your suitcase and then settling in places in New York, I lived in Paris and Madrid, Barcelona, all over the place. And it was great because you get to sort of live there as a local and really just soak up the culture and, and live and work there. And that's such a brilliant life experience, really, just meeting people from all walks of life from all over the world. And it, yeah, it was it was great. It was fun. Lots of fun stuff, actually. But then it was great to come home and settle. Yeah. Did you ever like feel sad if you didn't get the the job because I I wonder I always wonder if it's the same obviously I grew up auditioning and that would hurt if I didn't get it but well not not for me because for me I'd go to a cast well yeah I mean you'd be disappointed if it's something you really wanted of course Mm. but but often you'd go to a casting and there'd be sort of 30 people in the room and you know you sort of think well okay there's 30 blondes in here they could go for any one of us I'm not going to take it yeah so and then ultimately you start working and then you re- you do repeat jobs with people that you know photographers and teams of people that enjoy your company and they'd rather take you off on a trip to Spain for two weeks for a photo shoot for some magazine because they have a good time with you so then you start building up your network and and you get to know people and it, and it gets easier you know you start working more but yeah I guess the rejection side of thing I just it was interesting because you know it's a business where you're solely judged on what you look like and it gets a bit frustrating after a while yeah after years of sort of being judged solely on that because you sort of kid yourself that the content of your character matters more than it yeah. does and then you realize actually well yeah on those trips that are sort of with friends but you will get invited on those but it's it's frustrating that you can't better your position sometimes you know you can't study your craft you can't and, and then it gets frustrating that you can't add your personality sometimes, which is why after 12 years, I got out of the business and I got into television presenting where you have more of an input into how you can, into your career, if you like, really. You may still be scrutinized and judged on how you look, but it's not, it's not at the same sort of level. You know, I, I, for example, when I was modeling, I have agents who'd sort of take me to one side on a Friday afternoon in the agency and say, mm, putting a little bit of weight on, aren't you? I can see you look a bit wider in those jeans. Wow. I look, look at myself and I think, well, actually these are the same jeans I've been wearing for like months and they fit the same on me. So I don't, what I don't, I would take it and think, oh, okay. And feel a little bit uneasy the next time I had a Kit Kat. But then three weeks later, the same agent would say to me, Oh, you look like you've lost a bit of weight. Don't lose too much. And I think, hang on a minute. I haven't changed. Yeah. This is your perception of me. And this is not reality. So, but I saw the girls who took that on board more than I did you know, I was, I was just like, I had two feet firmly on the ground, but it's not always easy to be like that when people are projecting their version of you onto yourself and judging you, if you like. And I did see girls, you know, who suffered really with all sorts of things, eating disorders and the likes, because they were constantly scrutinized and judged. And so later on, when I've been modeling for a few new years, I started giving talks to the new faces just about how to handle yourself, how to not take on other people's projections of you, how to how to be, you know, in a work environment and casting and how to look after yourself and just try and advise them a little bit as well on their self-esteem and their image and how not, you know, just to take it with a pinch of salt more yeah. rather than take it so literally. But it is difficult when that's how you make your living. And how about with like now you have two girls, would you would you be happy for them to go into the same industry or would you be worried? 
Well, I mean, Phoebe, she's tall. She's like an inch taller than me and she's gorgeous. And occasionally I said, you know, you can't, you might be, because I'm friends with my model agents still and they're wonderful people and they looked after me so well when I traveled the world and I sort of said, you know, perhaps you could meet them. And she's like, mom, I don't want to do that. I want to be a businesswoman, have my own business or I want to be an uh. actress, you know, and it's sweet. So, uh, but if they ever did want to, I guess I wouldn't stop them, but mm. I would accompany them as much as I could <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I'd be like stalking them behind the bush running behind the subway station not really but you know I'd like I'd, I'd, I'd sort of handhold them a bit through the process if that was to be the case you know because it's, it's it's a fun job you can see the world and you get to meet lots of different people but yeah it's good to have something else that runs alongside it so that it's maybe not necessarily everything so you've got you know sidelines but um, have- yeah I had some good times have you found over the years, like as you got older, did you find, did you feel any pressure or feel like the industry was more swayed towards younger people or ever found, felt insecure about that? Well, I was lucky because I, I think I worked when I was 30, but mm-hmm. I was still in Japan modeling when I was 28. And in Japan, they, you know, if you're, you're, you're considered over the hill in that market when you're sort of 21, because they, it's very sort of juvenile, the fashion that's very young. And but I was still jumping around doing cartwheels and you know doing whatever it was required me on shoots and was just very the active type and they love all that. So I I worked when I was twenty eight. I went to Japan and worked every single day in a two month contract, which was it was brilliant. So I was lucky that I kept working, but I wanted to get out of that industry before it pushed me out. If you like, I didn't want to be modeling twin sets and stand a stair lifts at the age of you know <laughs> uh so I got out while I was still having fun and a good time I was living in New York at the time and I I thought I thought I'm fancy going into television now I'm and sort of having a bit of an input into my job being able to talk rather than just smile at the camera so I made a reel and I sent it to a producer in in London and and it was a very amateur shoddy shaky reel I mean it was laughably bad but he called me in for a casting, so I flew across from New York and did a little film screen test for him. And then I got a job, a, a sort of six-week job on a breakfast TV show called um, The Big Breakfast that you won't have heard of because you probably weren't even born. I was No, I was on The Big Breakfast in S Club Juniors. Yeah, like on one of the last shows, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I know, mad. I used to love big breakfast. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. Mm. And they gave, they gave me my first break and then that was it. So, you know, bag, bag, bag. I moved back from New York and I came back and then I got an agent and I met Vern and off we went. And that was 20 years ago. So, yeah, yeah it's been fun. Gosh, you've been famous a long time, Missy. <laughs> I've been around you? for a while. I know. Yeah, you've been working since you were a wee one. <laughs> And do you feel like you don't you don't find that pressure in the TV industry then the same as like in modeling? It's slightly different. Well, of course, there's still the scrutiny. Um, mm-hmm. but I just because I've been in that other world, the fashion industry, where I saw people suffer for, you know, because they were so worried about how they looked. And I saw yeah. them take out that sort of lack of self-esteem through sort of you know, self, self-harming, such as eating disorders, whatever it may be. And it broke my heart to see beautiful young girls who thought they were not and they didn't you know they felt too fat too ugly too whatever it was because they were so they were like I don't know they were so they were so victimized by being scrutinized for their looks if you like that it Mm. manifested itself in ways that they 
hurt themselves and that I couldn't bear to see that it really did break my heart and it kind of made me go the other way because I thought well this is not the way to happiness you can't you know I, I, I as long, I've, I've just been for me I've been very pragmatic about it really I just tend mm-hmm. to think I'm grateful I count my blessings I'm grateful for a healthy body that's born me two healthy kids I'm grateful that I am physically fit and healthy so I'm not yeah I'm you know I've got wrinkles I've got more lines than I had but I just I don't focus. I try not to focus on that. Of course, we're, you know, we all look after ourselves. We look in the mirror and sometimes we go, oh my goodness, turn the light off. I don't want to see, <laughs> you know, like particularly now sleepless <laughs> for a few days and it's, you know, it's a shock. But I just think there's no point dwelling on the negative because yeah. the fact of the matter is we're here, we're healthy, we're happy. What's the, the point? You know, you can't change that. So I just, you know, I'm sort of more the cup half full type because it leads to, I've seen it, I've seen too many times it leads to unhappiness when you care too much about the outside, you know, nurture the inside, I think, because then it will, it'll show and it will glow. And so will you. And with being on Strictly every week, I mean, you've done it for how many years now? 16 years. Insane. Do you, do you still get nervous or are you just like, this is home now? Do you know, it does feel like home. That, mm-hmm. that's exactly what it feels like because <laughs> it's it you know I look around and it's it's Chris behind camera one who's been there since the beginning whose wife makes cakes for us on Fridays <laughs> although not, not this year because of COVID we've no. really missed those victorious sponges and the like you know there's so many the team are the original team and everybody on there brings goodwill you've been there you know what it's mm-hmm. like it's 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 a beautiful, nurturing, feel-good, good vibes environment. And it's just full of goodwill. And I think that translates across the screen as well because yeah. there is no negativity. It, feel, it feels like a wonderful place to be, just full of goodwill. And so, yeah, I enjoy it. And, yeah, you do get a butterfly. Me and Claudia sometimes look at each other just before we go in live and we're walking either side of the stage. And we suddenly look at each other like wide-eyed going, ah, we're on in a minute, we're on in a minute. And then we remember to be nervous. Because yeah. it's like, oh my goodness, we're going live in a minute. So we do our little secret signal at each other and it, and it all feels fine. Then all is well with the world. And how have you found it this time around? Does it feel, does it feel strange? I just can't imagine being in the studio without the audience because I feel like for me as a, someone who's doing the dancing and having have done that, that feeling that you get when the crowd stands up and, you know, if you've done a good one, like it's amazing. So I just can't imagine what it's like. It is. That energy is like nothing I've ever experienced when you've got eight or mm. nine people in there and they are focused on the dancing and they, you know, they stand up, they whoop and they holler and they give you a standing ovation. And I did think, how's it going to work without, initially I thought, can it work without that audience there and that energy because again the audience the viewers at home can feel that you know it jumps out of the screen that energy but it has worked because luckily we've had well I've had the celebrities and the professional dancers down on the floor with me and they have been just so vocal cheering and yelling their support for their fellow cast members and they and that has been brilliant because we've had a, when we couldn't have an audience well we've had a few of our team up there our crew up in the balcony mm-hmm. for example spaced very few spaced apart yeah but <laughs> it's friendly faces they're making as much noise as they can and they're just going for it and they're enjoying it so it's felt like you know we've everyone's just tried so hard to make the show happen this year and I really take my hat off to the whole team because we didn't know if it'd be possible to do it with all the restrictions in place, you know, yeah. but, but we've done it and let's hope we'll be there to the final. <laughs> oh yeah. I think you've done well, like a hundred percent. I was just like, if Strictly 
doesn't happen. And I know it sounds silly because of everything that's going on in the world, you know, it's yeah. it, it's not the most important thing on the planet, but it's the, it is it's the normal and it's the it's the lead up to Christmas, you know. Like for me strictly means Christmas yeah. is coming. It's especially we can't go out, so being sat in at home, it does make you feel good and like I said, it's that normality of it. I think it would have been a real shame had they not have managed to pull it off. Yeah, do you know, so many people have said the same thing, that it's just felt like at least something feels normal in the world and it feels like a COVID-free world where yeah. there's some joy and sparkliness mm-hmm. and it's just light-hearted, feel-good television, isn't it? It's just celebratory and people have said to me, it's been great because we couldn't go anywhere, but at least we could stay in on a Saturday night and get a takeaway. And, ha- and watch Strictly. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine was like having Mexican night last week at her, just with her and her husband watching the show. But she was like, I've got plans. <laughs> <laughs> We're watching around the Mexican. Yeah, it was, it's it felt good that we could do that. And it feels like a privilege to be able to go to work, quite frankly. Yeah. You know, it really does. Because again, that feels like some sort of normality. Yeah. And I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful we have, we've had the chance to do the show. And I think it's been a great series great cast brilliant dancers and mm-hmm. I love the fact that you just can't call it who'll be in the final never never you know can't I just can't call it and we're only you know so yeah I'm, 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 I'm very happy that we, we we've done it and uh, I just can't wait to cuddle again yeah I've been there <laughs> and how have you found lockdown and everything like as a family how have you found especially the first one yeah that well I mean, thank goodness the weather was gorgeous. Yeah. And we were lucky that we had a garden. And I was, I've never been so grateful for a garden. And I couldn't bear it thinking of people who didn't have one and were stuck. You know, I mean, of course we were all stuck, but just being able to feel the sun on your face and go out, like it just felt like a luxury. So that mm-hmm. helped. And the girls were happy because they had each other. And I love the fact that they were just hanging out together all the time. Their bond got stronger actually through it. And my like my littlest, she was living her best life because she loved it. Mum and dad never left. She, she was homeschooled and she had a big sister all to herself, a teenage sister who normally wants to be with her friends. So, <laughs> you, know, what, you know, that was, and the dogs, of course, like never had so many walks and just loved it that we never left the house. Yeah, I feel like dogs have really benefited from this. Oh, they loved it because, you know, they were never, ever left alone. Not yeah. even for sort of an hour. And it was great to spend that time together with family. I honed my cooking skills and baking skills and I got into really healthy cooking because I just, I'm so into boosting the immune and, you know, it's so important for us all now more than Mm -hmm. ever to be healthy. So I I was like, okay, this is my role. I will nurture my family. I will feed them well. (laughs) Food is love. This is what I'm doing. So I really got into like planning a meal, a healthy meal every day and, you know, whole foods and everything. Of course, I'm schizophrenic with the snacks because that's got to be sweet and treaty. Yeah. But the meal's very healthy. (laughs) That's basically how I live my life. I'm like, oh, I've had a really healthy meal, so I'm allowed a chocolate bar. Do you think it's going to be normal ever again? I just can't, I'm a hugger. Like anyone, even if I meet strangers, like, you know, at work or whatever, I'll always go in for a hug. I just, it's just a natural instinct. And I'm like, me and my friends were saying the other day, we were like, is that going to be weird now? Is that going to be too much? (laughs) I don't want it to be weird. I don't, I really don't. And I think we will go back. I Mm. think we will go back to what we were. It'll just take a while. But it upsets yeah. me when you see people in the supermarket and they, you know, they swerve from you like they've sort of seen the debt. Like, I don't know. It just, I don't like, I just love pe- when people come together and I know we can't right now. But I'm I just know. looking forward to a time when we can be affectionate as in physically again with each other. You know, because like you, I like to hug. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's weird. You know, when you see people out in the street and they're all chatting and everyone's like really far apart from each other. And I I don't know, I find myself watching TV shows and I'm like, oh, that was obviously done before COVID. Oh, that was obviously before. (laughs) I know. So funny. That's why I enjoy watching, you know, that's why I enjoy some, it's lovely seeing I'm a celebrity where they can hang out and put their arms around each other and be physical. I love that. Yeah, you know, again, nice. it's like a COVID-free world and strictly, you know, in their bubbles, they can. Yeah. But not as a big group, obviously. But it's, yeah, I just, I mean, I just love, I like, I love when human beings demonstrate affection for each other. And I just don't want it ever to be normal that we don't. I know. And do you worry how it will affect your kids in the long run? Or do you think they're kind of taking it quite, I feel like my kids just kind of take it, but they're a lot younger. You've got little ones. Mm. Um, yeah, I think they're very resilient kids I think obviously you know more resilient than we are for example and we've just tried to keep it as positive as possible at home because obviously kids feed off you and if you're Mm -hmm. okay you know they look to your face kids will always look at your face and even subconsciously they'd hate to think teens particularly would hate to think that uh, they were sort of following you they want to set their own rules but actually they do they mirror you and if you're calm positive resilient then they will demonstrate the same qualities they just will so we've tried to you know just just keep it light hard at home as possible for them because I don't Mm -hmm. want it to you know it's it's tough for them without a doubt you know I drop my kids off and they've got to put a mask on when they're walking to school and I find that a little bit sad and I know it's the rules and it's the guidelines and we've got we've got to stick to it but it just makes me a little bit sad inside because I don't want that ever to be normal you know Um, I love seeing their gorgeous faces yeah it is what it is and they are so yeah we've 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 tried to stay as positive as is possible here of course it's been a sad time for a lot of people and you know everybody's lost someone they know but here's looking to the future and it and, and it being brighter yeah, it feels like it's going that way. I feel like... Yes, I think so. It's going to happen. Moving forward, it's going to get better. I find that, obviously, another challenge as a parent is keeping your kids safe online because I've got a teenager who's 16 years old. Yeah. Uh, she's um, Amber's 11. And, obviously, with Amber, she's just into gaming at the moment, you know, so she'll, she loves Minecraft, for example. But... They're, they're into the, there's lots of apps, lots of games that they might use. I mean, Phoebe's older, so she'll have Instagram private, but she, you know, she'll have, she's mm. into all that sort of stuff, Snapchat. When did you let her have Instagram? Probably about six months ago. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's private with her friends, you know, yeah. so they all know, they all know each other, which is important, I think, at this age. And so I just sort of, I'm working with the NSPCC and mm-hmm. O2 on their net aware campaign, which is brilliant because it's all about being net aware, being aware of what it's, it teaches you as a parent, how to educate your child about what apps, what games they're using, what social media they're using and how to keep them safe. So therefore don't share your details with a stranger, for example, your phone number, your email address, photos, any personal information that you wouldn't share with someone on the street. Well, don't share it with them online if you don't know them. And just to make sure when your kids are using apps that they are not, inadvertently sharing their data, their privacy, their, their location, for example, with somebody who's all mm. online. Because remember that was happening with Snapchat for a while when people yeah. didn't realize they were sharing their actual location of where they live. So you can just turn that off in your privacy settings and net aware, the site netaware.org.uk. It gives you loads of brilliant tips about how to help keep your kids safe online. Because obviously kids are online now during lockdown more than they have ever been before. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they have been online. They have their lessons online. They are, you know, they're socializing online instead of with their friends in the flesh. So it's, it's, it's definitely time just to be aware that they are not using apps are inappropriate, that they, the apps they are using, they know that there are settings within them that may, may need to be set to private and just how to keep them safe, really. So it's a brilliant initiative because it's a minefield and it's an ever-changing landscape online yeah. for our kids. It changes quickly. There's a new app every day. You know what I mean? A new app, something that they're into. So it's just great to sort of have a little helping hand to be across that and to give you advice on how to talk to them openly and honestly, have regular conversations about how to stay safe online. Has it been a bit of an eye-opener for you, I suppose, because yours are older and they are using those things? Do you feel like you've learned a lot from being involved with them? Well, I just sort of, I mean, it's, it's interesting because for our kids, it's second nature, you know, they're sort of more tech savvy than us. At mm-hmm. this point. They really are. I mean, I grew up playing out with my friends, of course, and they socialise with theirs online. It's different. Mum, I'm just going to FaceTime my friend. Well, that's because yeah. you've been knocked down, obviously, so therefore they couldn't see their friend. But it's, yeah, it's, 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 just, it's a, just an eye-opener, really, because it is a, it's a different world, and it's, it's a wonderful world where you can get so much information at the touch of what, don't get me wrong. I mean, it's brilliant. But you just need to, it, it's just handy to be aware of, you know, any sort of safety issues online and to be across that and to talk, to, talk with them about it regularly and just keep them alert to the dangers that can exist if you're just not careful you don't protect yourself privacy wise really more than anything yeah well that's amazing because I I wouldn't even know where to start and I think as someone with younger kids I'm kind of hoping that by the time they're a bit older everyone's kind of figured all this stuff out a little bit more whereas I feel like with your kids generation they're kind of learning as as we're going you know and so are the parents so that's it and we're just trying to keep up so it's great having it all in one place that can give you, and it's also very basic, it's, it's laid out sort of simplistically so you can understand how mm-hmm. to use these apps, you know, and how to keep yourself safe online. And it's very sort of, it's user-friendly, if you like, which, you know, for someone like me, who is technically challenged, hands up. <laughs> it really helps. It just helps being pointed in the right direction. Yeah. You oh, know, it, it sounds amazing. Kids use it friendly too. So no, it's brilliant. It's just helpful as a parent, you know, because obviously as a parent, our number one priority is keeping our kids safe offline. So we've got to keep them safe online as well. Yeah. Another job to add to the list. <laughs> How many plates can we keep in the air? Oh. Well, thank you so much. Keep up the great work with that. I think so many parents are going to need it and be so grateful for knowing that there's one place that they can go to to figure all that out. And I hope that Vernon stays in till the end and that you manage to get some sleep finally. (laughs) Thank you, honey. So do I. (laughs) Yeah, thank you. (laughs) All right, babe. Bye.